What happens when you have a sermon planned to preach and at the last minute you just feel strongly that you're supposed to preach a different sermon or go in a completely different direction or make different points or even use a different text? What do you do when you want to ditch your plan when you feel like God is leading in a different direction? In this episode, we're going to talk about how to do that and some things to think about if you want to plan for that type of spontaneity, which might seem counterintuitive, but you need to plan for these instances in which God might lead you in a different direction, or at least you might feel as if the day calls for something different, the sermon calls for something different. How do you make sure that you are ready for when that happens? And what are some kind of ground rules that are helpful to keep in mind for if you do that? So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. It's episode 93 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. My name is Lane. I am your humble host. If you are new here, welcome. We like to talk about how to preach with more clarity, more focus, more precision, as if I guess we're doing surgery, but not really. But anyway, the point is go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. You can pick up my free 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling, life-changing sermon. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for a new, fresh approach, or if you are brand new to preaching and you're just trying to figure out how in the heck do you write a sermon and deliver it and make it good, well, there's something in there for you. It's totally free, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. How to ditch your plan when you feel God is leading in a different direction. This came out, I wrote this article in May of 2016. I recently preached a sermon, well, back in May of 2016 anyway, where I felt God was leading me to change up the introduction entirely. This occurred to me minutes before I was about to preach. I sat on the front row during worship, and it was clear to me the plan I had for the sermon opening just didn't fit. The direction I felt like God wanted me to go was to share a personal story of my dealings with sexual temptation as a teenager and into college. This was a risky proposition when completely extemporaneous, but I've told the story many times, so I went So I went with it. So if you've ever had this happen where you are just about to walk up to preach and you have a direction that you want to take the message, or in this case, you have something you're going to say in the introduction, and at the last minute, God's like, I want you to do this other thing. And in my case, it was not only a change-up of the introduction. It was a personal story, and it was a personal story that was kind of, I guess, sensitive, you could say. It was dealing with a topic that would be easy to mess up. Let's just say that. It'd be easy to mess this kind of topic up. So risky proposition, extemporaneous, meaning that I didn't have time to prepare it, and I didn't have time to rehearse it, but it's a story that I've told many times. It's, you know, so I went with it. Maybe you can relate. This experience made me think about the best ways to ditch your plan when you feel like God is leading in a different direction with the sermon. So I want to give you seven pointers to keep in mind when this is the case. Now, it might be like what I described where it's, you know, changing up the introduction. It may be that you have a completely different sermon altogether. You're just going to go a totally different direction. It might be that you were going to really emphasize this text, but really you feel led to teach through this other text. And you may have had some more time to think about this than right there in the moment, or you may just think of it in the moment. The point I'm trying to say is, 
Don't get hung up on my example. There's many ways that you could be led or feel like or feel inclined to ditch whatever plan you have to whatever extent you want to ditch it and do something different. And in that case, there's seven things that you should keep in mind. So let's dive into them right now. Number one, prepare well. The better prepared you are, the easier it is to deviate from the plan. You won't be wondering how the sermon wraps itself up. You've prepared well enough to know. For more in-depth help on how to prepare well for every sermon, check out this channel, my book, the courses, preachingdonkey.com slash courses. The point is, preparation is key to everything because even if you change the plan, even if you change up the sermon entirely or some portion of it, if you have prepared something to say, it's gonna you're gonna be sharper, you're gonna have a much better grasp on the material. I like the way Kerry Newhoff puts it where he says, don't internalize your message, understand it. So there's memorization. That's not really what we're after when it comes to preparing. We don't rehearse for memorization. We rehearse for internalization, letting it get inside of you. So there's memorization, there's internalization, which is like a better next step. It's not just memorized, but it's internalized. And there's another level, which is understand the message. That's where you can really kind of get away from it and look at it and see it from 30,000 feet. You can see it from five feet. You, you see the whole picture, the macro, the micro, everything about it, you understand the message. When that's happened, because your preparation is on point, then what happens is if you want to deviate from the plan, from part of it, you want to make this point instead of that point, you want to change the bottom line in some way, you want to change the introduction, change the conclusion, you understand what you prepared well enough to make changes. If you haven't prepared well and you're guessing from the start about what the initial plan was and then what you're trying to say now, that can be a mess. So number one, prepare well. Number two, don't make a habit of it. And when I say it, I mean don't make a habit of changing up your plans last minute. Your listeners will begin to question your sincerity if you default to ditching the plan too often. They'll wonder if you even have a plan, if you ever have a plan, not to mention the people running your media elements like slides, video, etc. will grow weary of your ever-changing plan. So this is something where I'm a massive believer in both flexibility, that the Spirit can guide you and lead you whenever and however He chooses. Flexibility is key. But also, having a plan is a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual decision. And it's no less spiritual to prepare a message and listen to the Holy Spirit's guiding on a Tuesday than it is in the moment on a Sunday. So don't make a habit of changing your plan because it will just start to seem and probably in actuality be like you're just kind of winging it and you don't want that. Number three, avoid announcing your change of plans to the church. This happened as a near constant in the churches I grew up in. The pastor would get up and say, well, I had a message prepared today, but I feel God is leading me to speak on something entirely different. So instead of Romans, turn to 1 Kings. This kind of warning can make people expect the sermon to be bad because it's off the cuff. If they're expecting the sermon to be bad, it will probably be in their minds. Sometimes it's unavoidable to mention if you provided message notes and your sermon is different, but to the extent that you can avoid bringing it to their attention, I would. So when I was growing up, I mean, it seemed like one out of every three messages was, I was going to preach on whatever today, but this morning I just decided the Lord's given me a different one. And it almost seems like it's a, it's a type of tactic. It's like 
a way of, of creating intrigue. Because I remember as a kid going, oh, well, then the message is probably going to be really good. You know what I mean? Like if this was something that he wasn't planning on doing, but all of a sudden God just gave him this word, this is, this is going to be great. And it typically wasn't. And it wasn't because it probably wasn't as well thought out as it should have been because it wasn't prepared well. So I would avoid announcing to, every, to people who don't need to know that you've changed. The same principle applies if you get up and say, well, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare this week, so bear with me through this, okay? <laughs> Don't ever say that, right? Don't ever say, bear with me. Let me speak for your congregation. No, we do not want to bear with you. All you've said is that for the next 30 to 40 minutes, you're gonna waste our time with what jumbled mess you managed to stumble through. Does that sound harsh? It's meant to. The only thing worse than not preparing well to speak to God's people is telling them that you haven't prepared well. Do not get up there and say, I'm not prepared. I don't have anything good to say because what they're going to hear is that you don't value this enough to have put in the work to have something to say to me. It's a massive insult to their time, to how you value their time or not value their time. So avoid that. And also just as a rule, avoid being unprepared, right? There should never be a situation in which your congregation has to bear with you because you didn't prepare. That should just never happen. One half of your listeners will respond how I've described above, right? Just kind of like, no, we're not going to bear with you. Don't waste our time. The other more empathetic half <clears throat> will respond by feeling badly for you while cringing through what they hope is not an embarrassing and awkward experience for you. Needless to say, you don't want either of these reactions. You set the tone for how people feel when they're listening to you, so avoid giving them reasons to be distracted with unhelpful and unnecessary thoughts about your sermon. A side note, if you are new to public speaking, it is a common tactic, it's a common practice. If you're new to public speaking, you're not used to getting up in front of crowds, it's common for people to say, hey, I'm, you know, uh, man, I'm nervous doing this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous up here. Um, you know, bear with me. I'm, I'm just, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. I, I hope I have something valuable to say. And I think people do that because they want to kind of let people know like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Can you guys show me some grace here? Can you, can you give me a little bit of uh, a leeway? And that's very tempting. The reason why I would never do that and I would never suggest doing that is that immediately you have communicated to everyone that what you're saying is um, unfiltered, what, what you're saying is inexperienced, what the, you, you don't have the confidence to bring something valuable to the table. And again, they're gonna respond in both of these two ways. Half of the room is gonna say, well, if you're too nervous to get up there and speak, why are you speaking? Like, let someone else do it. The other more empathetic half are just going to be like, oh, I hope you're okay. I hope you make it through this. And as a speaker, you don't want either one of those reactions. You as the speaker, you as the communicator set the tone for how people feel about your message. Don't make them feel like you don't have anything to say or that you're afraid of them. You want them to feel like you've got something vital to say. You've got something important to say that God's given you a word that you're going to look into the, the scripture and you're going to pull out of it some truths and some life and they're going to be changed. And even if you don't think that, don't, don't say that you're nervous. Just say, let's dive in. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to fake it till you make it, but just don't let people know that you're scared to death, even if you are. 
That nervousness will wane over time. You'll get used to speaking in front of people. The more you do it, the, the, the easier it becomes. It's just a muscle that you have to work out and that you have to flex. But while you're making your way to that point, don't set the tone as I'm scared of you, I'm nervous, does no service to you or to your audience. So number one, prepare well. Number two, don't make a habit of it. Number three, avoid announcing your change of plans to the church. Number four, only preach an entirely different sermon in rare instances. First of all, I'm not saying God can't or doesn't lead in this way, but all things being equal, I don't recommend preaching an entirely different message than the one you prepared, except in rare cases. If a tragedy struck your town or a child in the church suffered a life-threatening injury, it would be fitting to change up your plans and address that situation. Maybe talk about grief or how, to, how, do, we, how do we deal with this as a community? When there is something catastrophic, it makes sense to drop the plan and walk your congregation through it. But generally speaking, changing up the plan entirely is to be avoided if possible. If you notice that you're doing this with some regularity, you should consider how tuned in to God's leading you are in your preparation. I fully believe that God speaks to us in our preparation and not just in the moment. I did a episode about this. I have a chapter in my book about it. I feel very passionately about the fact that God doesn't just show up. The Holy Spirit doesn't only show up when preachers are unprepared, right? It's not like he says, well, you know, if you, if you didn't do anything, if you didn't prepare, that, that means that your faith in me is really strong. So I'm going to show up and tell you what to say when the time comes. No, no, no. No, God honors diligence, preparation, study, and he can and does speak to you in your study when you're submitted to him, when you're prayerful, when you're reading through the text, when you're really, uh, when you have a purposeful workflow that you're diligent about it, disciplined with it, God does and and can and will speak to you in that. So if you're always changing up the sermon last minute, it might be an indication that your preparation is flawed in some way. It's broken. You need to go back and see what's what's um, fumbled in my process that's causing me to always show up and think that all of a sudden I got to change things up. I wouldn't make a habit of it. Number five, if you know in advance, let the right people know. Let your worship leader know, the people who advance your slides, anyone involved in following up or prayer afterwards, make sure the right people have warning if you can give it to them. So the last thing you want to do is be, you know, last minute and none of your slides are relevant anymore. The handout's not relevant. If you have time to let people know who manage these things at your church, then give them as much advanced warning as possible. So you don't announce it to the whole church because it's a need to know basis and they don't need to know, but you want to let the people know who are in the know that have to know. That makes sense. You know, number six, preach as if it's what you prepared all along. If you only change up parts of your sermon, but the main points are the same, you will likely be the only one who knows. No one knows what's on your personal preaching notes, but you anyway. So if you change up the plan, it could go unnoticed to your audience unless you tell them. And again, this is something that I typically do. I, I like the way Andy Stanley says it. He says, no one knows what's on my sermon except for me. So if I change it, it's just the sermon now, <laughs> you know? And I agree with that. Nobody can, nobody's looking at what you're looking at. Nobody knows the process that you went through in study as intimately as you do. So if you change up your introduction to a personal story instead of whatever you planned, okay, fine. Nobody, nobody, you don't need to get up and say, I was going to say something else, but now I'm going to say this. It's unnecessary. It's a, it's a misuse of their attention, which is fleeting anyway. So jump right into it. Don't announce that you're doing something different. They don't need to know. It doesn't matter. Number seven, pray. I only recommend changing up the plan if you really strongly feel 
God is leading in a different direction. You must be in prayer during this process to know exactly where you should take the sermon. So all of it together is preparation is the key. Number one, prepare well. Number two, don't make a habit of this. Number three, avoid announcing the change to your church if you don't have to. Number four, only preach an entirely different sermon in rare instances. If you know in advance, let the right people know and preach as if it's what you prepared all along. Don't try to stumble your way through it and don't give yourself a pass and try to say, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying next because I just, I just changed this up. I don't, none, none of that. You're, preach as if it's what you prepared all along and then pray. Obviously, this needs to be a prayerful process. If you're going to change it up and ditch your plan, you need to pray through it. Be sure to go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Pick up your free guide to preaching killer sermons. It will help you to prepare well so that if you have to change up your plan, you'll know exactly what to do. See you in the next episode. If God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.